Welcome everybody to yet another episode of the luscious. I don't know. I, I, I was taking a risk there. Studio 7500. <laughs> I am Greg Hool along with Jamie Brown, who really only comes in for this. And really doesn't do anything I know. else. Everyone gets so excited when uh, they get to see me once a week. No, no. I'm I'm joking. In fact, I just talked to President Steele. He said he was working on an, ar- an article that you have been pestering him about. So, oh, that's nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so I was joking about her not doing anything. I can't, but we're like not even a minute in and I'm already like taking you down. That's okay. I know you live to take me down, Greg, but I can handle it. So it's summer. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of parking in the parking lot, which is good. We um, like that. You know, it's quiet, but it's actually really busy. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, you know, we're going to do our thing all summer. We're going to do some shows. We're going to talk to some people. I don't know. It's going to be fun. This is the best part of our job, I think, right? This is the best part of my job, for sure. And we thought we would have um, a super quiet summer. And Well, we are just starting out summer, but um, with us today is a very, very, very special guest. We thought we'd have trouble getting some great people on the show, but... Um, we were able to snag Miguel Chavez, who is a filmmaking graduate, BFA in filmmaking, graduated in 2016, and uh, he he agreed to come on our show. So welcome to our show. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, welcome. thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. And your introduction was great, by the way. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get rid of it. It was it was perfect. Ten out of ten. You took a risk. <laughs> yeah. A high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, as Jamie says, we're authentic here, so we just say whatever comes into our head. So yeah. I love it. You know, definitely, and that's why we're so popular, and we have so many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, um, we're on an Apple Podcast. You know, subscribe, leave a. a Leave a review, you know, do whatever you want. Please tell your friends. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, mm. tune in. Anywhere where you get podcasts, you can find Are Studio you serious? Tune in too? Tune in. Tune in is my client. Well, <laughs> tell them to like boost us to like a, you know. No, actually, um, tune in is um, I'm covering for someone who's on maternity leave. Oh, wow. That is so funny. Huh. I well, love there it. We, well, there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> I think we got off track here. I was just doing the usual like, hey, That's cool. Listen. It's cool. Let's, it, let's go all over the place. It's fine with me. Yeah, yeah I'm with them for um, yeah. through August. But no, I will, yeah. I'll definitely like look for us on TuneIn. So, so listen to us. Uh, you know, look for us on those places. Review us. You know, you can say bad things. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we have subscribe. one really good review. Really, it's from me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let all our That's secrets adorable. out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Miguel. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for joining us. Thank really, you. Really yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. One of the things um, we always like to do with our guests mm. is have them tell us their story. So, like, where did you okay. grow up? Yeah, like, absolutely. How did you sort of? You know, how did you end up at Woodbury? That that kind yeah. of story. So start yeah, totally. from the beginning and then just we'll explore we'll go from, from there. there. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say, I mean, thank you guys for letting me talk about myself. That's like that's like actors could be narcissistic, so I appreciate it. You know, I'm not taking it for granted. I could talk about me, yay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, yeah, so me I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga and uh pretty much what happened was that I grew up in a town called La Puente, but the economy there isn't so good. 
and the school system there sucks. My parents, we moved to Rancho Cucamonga. I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And I always just loved stories. I was thinking about that earlier today. Actually, I've always loved stories, watching movies, playing pretend with my friends. That was always something I was doing. And so I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. And then growing up in Rancho, I went to Los Osos High School. I was, I was a band geek there. I was a drama geek. And, you know, when I thought about college, I thought I just want to do something in show business. So I applied for film schools. I took a tour at Woodbury University. And yeah, when I walked on the campus, I knew I'm going to go here. It was just more, it wasn't like a aha moment. It was more like a really subtle, like, oh yeah, I'm going to come here. I already know it. I don't know how, but I just know it. And so you, yeah. so do you know, so you don't really, you can't pinpoint what it was. You just, it was a feeling you had when you, when you With Woodbury? Yeah. Yeah. Really, it really was just a feeling. It just felt really comfortable. And I just felt like I could see myself going here. And it was just like a weird, just feeling like a really calming energy of like you know what i'm gonna go here yeah. so did you know was filmmaking what you wanted to study at that time or were you it was acting yeah it was acting but um it just didn't work out the way i wanted it to with acting going to conservatory school you know when i was in high school and applying for colleges so the next best thing was just going to film school then doing that so and that's what i did and you know i applied for woodbury took a tour here and yeah so and this isn't a marketing plug, but no worries. Was yeah. it at the location? <laughs> was the location? You know what? Um, it was a couple things. Like, and I'll be honest. Like, Woodbury accepted me. Like, no other school accepted me. So, oh. <laughs> so Woodbury accepted ding, me. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just to be honest, and um, and you know, at the time, it was like I just, I just wanted to please my parents. At that time, it was like go to college and. I get to some way be in entertainment. So Woodbury, yeah, Woodbury was was the choice. And yeah, it being on location is great. I mean, yeah, you want to be in LA, so yeah. I mean that's that's like a no-brainer. Is that if you know you want to go to school for film, you should do it probably in Los Angeles. Yeah, of course. So was were your parents supportive of your choice? Did they? Well, do they do they want you to be an actor? Did they want you to be an actor? You know what? They respected it, but they were never enthusiastic about it. Yeah. You know, because I can imagine. I don't know if you guys have kids, but um, do you guys have kids yes. by any chance? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it could be stressful. Your kid says they want to be an actor. I mean, yeah. I'd be I'd be scared. Right. You know, yeah. so I don't I don't blame them, but um. But they always respected my choice, but they were never really enthusiastic about it growing up. Until I got the show, really. Yeah, right. I told you so. I always said Miguel would be a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, no, but they're good. They're great human beings. They're awesome. I love my parents to death. They're they're good people. Well, wait. I think we should let our listeners who do not know who you are... um, Miguel is on uh, the hit series. Well, cause it, <laughs> well, we can take. Is it a hit series? <laughs> no, it's it's a hit series. It's great. It, it, it AP has Bio. AP Bio. It has its fans. It's created by Mike O'Brien. He's our showrunner, the magical Mike O'Brien. He uh, was writing on SNL. He is just one of the funniest writers, comedic writers in television. And I get the privilege of helping bring his world to life on AP Bio. Right. So you play. I play Eduardo. I play a really nerdy teenager, and the show's about yeah, this tough. disgraced Harvard philosophy professor named Jack, who's played by Glenn Howerton, who's the creator of It's Always Sunny, one of the creators. And, you know, he gets fired from his, you know, awesome philosophy professor teaching job at Harvard, so he has to end up teaching AP Bio at his high, at his high school where he grew up in Toledo, Ohio. So it's like this guy's used to highfalutin educational yeah. systems and now he's back in Toledo, Ohio and we get into his shenanigans pretty much. Right. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Oh my God. I actually yeah, know someone yeah. who teaches AP Bio at Burbank High School. Yeah, that's funny. And it's like yeah. a similar huh. story. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> that is funny. Okay, so let's back up. So now, mm-hmm. now our listeners, if they didn't already know, know that you are an actor. You're we're working actor yeah, and working actor. Uh, and uh, so let's go back to where were we? Um, your parents supported, or they weren't all supportive until you got the show, and then they were supportive, but they just man, you can just see them boiling with like anxiety you yeah, know right, for like what's right. gonna happen sure. with my son's life you know right. they're like what's going on and um you know at some point i just i just didn't listen to them i just stopped listening to them and not because and i listen and, I, and i'm very picky what i listen to them with like they've raised i hope they raised me to be a person of good character you know but there's just some things where i just knew in my heart i have to just follow my own path and i knew acting was one of them i know i knew that show business was one of them and also i don't blame them because they don't understand show business you yeah. know they don't they don't understand they just don't understand show business you know the way I do, and you know, I'm just very patient. You know, it was just more like I respect where they're coming from. I'm just gonna stick to what I want to do. You know, and be honest with myself. Do you have siblings? I do. I have. I'm the oldest of three. I'm 25. My sister Ivana, she's 24. My brother Kevin is 19. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah, back to back. So okay, so you came to Woodbury, and mm-hmm. you. Um, so did you? Were you also taking acting classes outside of Woodbury? Or? No, not so really. Were you just gonna focus? I just on focused filmmaking? on film. Yeah, okay. I just focused on filmmaking, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, tell us about your experience. Uh, being a film student here, yeah. it was it was honestly it was great. I mean, I I learned a lot. I made a lot of terrible films. I remember my <laughs> freshman year, I made a film that was so bad, and I thought I was like the worst student ever. And you know, I just. To me, it was the end of the world. What were you going to say, sorry? Well, no, I'm, so, I'm yeah. sorry. But you kn- it sounds like you knew it was bad. Oh, yeah. That's sucked. good. Yeah, That's I, a good <laughs> sign. That is a great sign. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. a lot of people would be like, this is the best. It's like, you know. Oh, no. I, my film sucked. Well, that's yeah, good I made a that. very bad film. And yeah, that's the thing you learn in film school. I think you know what you don't know. So, yeah. like. You know, so that so I knew I made a crappy film. And when you were a freshman, yeah, I was well, a freshman. What do you expect? I know what I expect. I know, but but it's like you just have too high standards, and you yeah. don't. You're like immature. You don't know anything. You know, so I just I just didn't have enough perspective. <laughs> yeah, right. making a bunch of bad. Did you films. get on it? Did you get a great grade? I got a good grade. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> a for effort. A for effort. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I um freshman year just you know freshman to senior year just making films. My I don't know if it was my sophomore junior I became the president of uh, the student film organization. Did that? That was a great experience. Uh-huh. Like like in the interview answer that I sent you guys. Yeah. That was super hard because I sucked my first semester being the president and no one respected me and I just didn't know what to do and it was I just sucked like you know this just be real and um but that was awesome because I got out of my comfort zone so I think uh. The thing I the thing about Woodbury University, I got to really feel awful, uncomfortable feelings in a really safe place. Yeah, and you, right, we take right. those feelings for granted, but they're really good for you. Right. Well, well I would think camera, as yeah. an as an actor, yeah, you have to get in that place all the time. right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, now I see it that way. I used to, I used to, I used to not see it that way. But you know, the more I progress as an actor, the more I just um, as corny and artsy as it sounds, I just really just appreciate my humanity, and I just. I just try to be extremely imperfect with all my characters. That's something I learned from an interview with a, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays Hopper on Stranger Things, DK Harbor or something Harbor. I forgot his I name. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The people who listen can you know fact check that. But <laughs> but he just said it. You know what I mean? Like you get a lot of actors that are just so caught up in just wanting to be, you know, like just handsome on screen or just none of that. And I don't want that. I just want to be so imperfect. You know, it's just it's just the more imperfect, the more. Yeah. Human I am. I think the more people will want to watch relate, relate wanna watch. To you. Yeah, yeah. They they came there to watch themselves on steroids. Acting is life on steroids. Movies and plays 
or podcasts, any type of narrative story, it's just life on steroids. And right. that's what we want right. to see. Yeah, absolutely. So um, prior to recording today, mm. you said there were some issues with the filmmaking program when you came in? Yeah, totally. So I mean, we were talking about earlier the film program and what I thought. I thought I told you, yeah, I loved it. I personally, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, a lot of my, my a lot of my classmates complained, which is fine. I just I just don't like to complain because I think complaining's for pussies. You know, if we're gonna be <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, I yeah. I think complaining's for pussies. Um, I com- if I complain from once in a while, you're, if you're listening, you complain. You're the exception. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, but it's just I just don't think it's good energy, and I just think it's it's a victimizing type of energy, and it doesn't get you anywhere. And so um, true. And yeah, I just, I made the best out of it, you know, and, and I learned a lot. I learned and I became a better filmmaker. And the thing about the film program was that as an actor, I know how to make my own stuff now. Like yeah. I, I, I genuinely, I'm not afraid to make my own things. And maybe I could have learned that on my own, but I learned it at Woodbury. Like that's the way it turned out in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I'm so happy that I can just, I have a producer's mentality where I can, I know how to be entrepreneurial. I know how to just make things happen out of nowhere, you know, if I need to just scrap up a crew, I can do that. I can make my own things. I, I'm a multi-hyphenate That's and I want to so be. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about your career as an actor, like how that developed? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I always wanted to be an actor. I knew that even going to Woodbury, the acting has always been the, the main goal. Um, well, first of all, yeah. let's, let's unpack that a little yeah, bit. Like, totally. what was it about acting? Was it that you, as a kid, you were, like, watching movies or TV? Absolutely. Like, hey, I love that. I want to do that. Is that what I, happened? I'll tell you. It's a great story. It's, uh, to me, I'm very biased. But I think <laughs> um, what, what happened was I just, I was, like, 12 or 13, and I just finished deciding that I will not be a professional skateboarder. So I was like, what am I going to do now with my career? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and I was at a Costco with my family, and there's a cover of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and, like, Harrison Ford and Shia LaBeouf look like badasses in the front of the Vanity Fair <laughs> magazine cover, and I thought, I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> Literally, that's how it happened. I was like, so I'm right. going to be an actor. Oh, and, my <laughs> and I, I love told, that story. Thank you. Yeah, and I told my parents, like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I told them, no, no like, one cares. No one shared in my excitement. But that's pretty much – that's how I decided that. But, you know, I remember – with with my acting career, because like I told you guys, my parents have always been respectful but not enthusiastic. Uh-huh. It, like it's oh, even since I was twelve or thirteen, I've always been the one being the self starter in my career. Like I asked my parents to send me for acting classes and in acting classes. That's when I finally felt as if I was good at something. You know, like I didn't really feel like I stood out in anything. You know, you have that athlete that sticks out in basketball. For me, it was acting. Like I always stood out amongst mm-hmm. my peers in acting. So mm-hmm. I finally found what that was for me and. Since I was 12 or 13, it was just an obsession, you know, mm-hmm. just acting just became something that I just was obsessed over. And you did take classes. Or Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I took classes, the community theater, just mm-hmm. typical kid actor, you know, community theater when I was a kid, uh, Redland Shakespeare Festival when I was 16. And that was amazing. I did Shakespeare in front of 3000 people. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. So have you been going out for roles since you were that age? Uh, only in theater. I didn't really okay. start doing entertainment until out of college. Okay. Film, sorry, film no. uh, until I graduated from college. But you know, before then, it was just theater. You mm-hmm. know, just and I think that's awesome because I love theater. I miss mm-hmm. theater, but it's just theater in LA. It's not the same. So you know, I'm here for film, film in LA. But that's a different story entirely. But um, yeah. So I was just doing community theater, then high school theater, then went to film school. When I was in film school. My junior year, I was like, okay, I really want to get into Juilliard because I've always wanted. I always wanted to be the actor that was conservatory trained. That just because mm-hmm. all the actors I admired, like Adam Driver, Ray Fiennes, they all went to just conservatory. You know, those type of actors just did that, and I wanted to be that way. Mm-hmm. 
So my senior year of Woodbury, I graduated, I auditioned for Juilliard. I did not get in. Mm-hmm. And my ultimatum was, okay, if I don't get into my dream school, I'm just going to pursue acting in LA. And that's what happened. I just did not get into my dream school. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to pursue acting in LA. And how do you do that? And that's, a, that's honestly such a great question. Like, that oh. is such a great question. And it's so daunting, you know, yeah. and I'm sure when you guys were just starting on your career, you just felt that same feeling of just how daunting it sure. is to, yeah. to go for it. Cause you just don't know. And it's well, scary especially for acting. I mean, there's, yeah. it just seems so there's no right. There's no, there's re- no answer. There's like, no answer. Like, yeah. Not like, okay, you're going to go intern for me. I went and interned for a yeah. PR firm and then it just, Oh yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like a guaranteed path if you yeah. do the work, but for acting, no. like, okay, what do you do? So you get an agent. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. It's so scary. And thank you for asking. Thank you guys again for having me. I really appreciate oh, you guys so letting sweet. me tell, yeah, my, we love tell it. my story. Is, we love this. This yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. Um, so what happened was, I told my folks, hey, I'm really, I'm really going to pursue acting now that I'm out of college. Like, okay, they're cool with it. And what happened was that I just, I joined a theater company. So I joined a theater company called Theater 68, and they were the perfect haven for me as I was just maturing, getting out of school. So I was in a theater company for a year. And during that year, I also realized where I, 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 re- I became more conscious in that year. You know, there's a phrase, does a fish know it's swimming in water? Does that make sense? You right, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and that's something that's been a big, huge, that's uh, been a big, a big part of my life since my early 20s is just reading self-help books along with, along with my career and having both my spirituality and my career go hand in hand. And that's actually really helped me progress in my career. You're just having the awareness of both. And I kind of, that kind of really helped me in the theater company because in the theater company, I realized, okay, these are actors here that are talented, but what the fuck are they doing with their career? You know what I mean? Like yeah. my career isn't just me putting up scenes in front of my peers, like, I want to get fucking paid to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the question I asked myself in the theater company was, uh, what do I have to do to be a working actor? Like, what? And I, and I just, like, went backwards from that, you know? Why am I not on Stranger Things? You know, I'm like, I should be on Stranger Things. Those are the questions I asked myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, those questions and me yearning to find out what those questions were and, and then executing upon those questions is what really changed my career. So, you know, I was in the theater company, during that time, the theater company, um, I was walking dogs for a bit as a day job, and then I got a job at Paramount Pictures being a page, so I was a, I was giving tours at the studio while being in my theater company, mm-hmm. and through all that time, I actually came ac- across a podcast called Audrey Helps Actors, so I'm not plugging them here, but Audrey, you're amazing, your podcast totally changed my life, you know, and I just, that podcast, and just listening to what that podcast had to say, and just finding out on my own, like, what the business side of this industry entails, that's what really helped me, so... I um I just really got to the nitty gritty of being an actor that agents want to hire. So the way I describe it to my actor friends that come to me for career advice is this: um, you want to be on these shows, great, but think of it, think of it like a machine, right? So you're part, you're one part of the machine, and the and your team, your agent manager, are the other part of the machine. Does this make sense? Make yeah, sense so far? yeah, yeah, yeah. And on your part of the machine, on on your side, what you have to do is have the right headshots, the right reel, and the right resume. And for people that don't know what that is, headshots, pictures of you that best represent your casting. Your reel is a visual portfolio of what your casting is. So my reel has me, my show on AP Bio, because I can play nerd. So Mm -hmm. my reel has me playing, uh, you know, Narcos type of characters, because I can play like that punk kid on a Narcos show, right? So my reel has my my casting in it. Mm -hmm. And my resume is my resume. So I, I made sure that, my part of the deal with the whole agent manager um, actor relationship was the best it can be. So once I packaged myself well enough, going to the right people, meeting meeting the right people, um, doing the right things, 
I got meetings with agents and managers. And in this whole machine that is you, the actor, the agent manager, their job is to get you um, auditions, right? So if you, the actor, don't have your package right, if you don't have your headshot right, your reel right, et cetera, how do you expect your your team to do the best for you? Mm -hmm. So I really did the best I can. I invested the money I had to invest to get my side of the bargain Mm -hmm. on point. And once I did that, I went with this amazing audition coach, Amy Linden. I just took her advice, listened to her, did career consultations with her, and then she sent out my my info, headshot, reel, et cetera, to 90-plus agent, agents and managers. That's how I came across Kim Matuka, who was the most passionate about me. So I signed with her as my manager, and then from there, she just got me meetings with my agent, with, with different agencies, and I eventually signed with Eris Talent Agency. So Does this make sense, guys? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, that's actually a, fantastic. It's such a process. I mean, but it's yeah. a great... Uh, it's great to hear someone talk about it in such detail. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I'm just like from a financial standpoint, who mm-hmm. do you who do you have to pay? I mean, you get your side, you do all your stuff. Yeah. So, and, and someone's taking your money. Someone's taking my money. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right, right. How does that work? How does that work? Great question. So, what I um, See, I'm going to be an actress in my no, in no. My if, next if, if you guys wanted to <laughs> grab a cup of coffee and talk about that, we'll talk shop. You know, no, I'm, I, I have no <laughs> desire, but I'm just curious. I'm, I've always been you. sort of curious. Yeah, me too. No, Great and because yeah, I mean, because everyone's out to take your money in Hollywood, so you got to be very mindful about that. Um, what did I do? So, headshot wise, I just went with someone that a friend recommended. This girl, this woman, named Dana Patrick, and just a rule of thumb: when you're an actor, a lot of newbie actors they get their friend to pay them like fifty dollars headshots, and I've done that. So every newbie thing that I talk crap about, I've done it. So you know, <laughs> any actor listening, don't worry, I've made your mistakes as well. So honestly, just finding the right photographer. So I went with, uh, you know, my photographer's name's Taryn. Oh, I love Taryn, and you know, just with if you want to get decent headshots as an actor, you gotta drop at least like four hundred bucks. You know yeah, what I mean? And, right. it, and that that could be expensive, sure, but you know what? I think it's worth it because you, if you want to be on like those shows like that are on NBC or um, I don't know CBS or Netflix, I mean they're dropping a lot of money. Why yeah. shouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like you need to be at that level, right? So that that could be around four hundred bucks. You know, just right. minimum. That's what I tell my actor friends. If you want to get decent headshots, you at least have to drop four hundred. Just mm-hmm. just minimum four hundred bucks. Um, there are companies out there that actually you can hire them to do your reel for you. Mm. right so and and i've done that with my friend i paid my friend a, a, a couple hundred bucks and then we just i wrote and direct i wrote my i wrote my own stuff so that's where woodbury came in just you know i can write my own things mm-hmm. but i actually don't do that anymore now i just hang out with i just work with my cinematographer friend paul salazar and i don't even pay for my own reel if i want to make something new i just write it myself film it myself so i save a lot of money that way yeah I just wrote myself a Narcos scene and it looks really damn good, even though I didn't book a Narcos type of show. I, I, I did it myself. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. Exactly. Not yet. So I save money there and that's because I know what I'm doing behind the camera. Mm. But that could easily be around $1,000 as well. Like for an actor, if they if they don't have any credits and they want to um, make it look good and they don't know what to do, they can spend a thousand dollars just on their reel also so just to ask you a question about that so you're talking because we always hear this stuff like my Mm -hmm. reel and all that i always assumed that that was your work like actual work like clips from your actual Mm -hmm. work but you're actually talking about like before you have that yeah you're you're like shooting your own stuff and saying here's me acting ideally it should be from your own work it should be from stuff you booked but you know you have to start somewhere you have to start somewhere right (laughs) so So you don't have anything if you don't have anything exactly (laughs) so i mean that's what happens with actors and that's what i did too i just made my own stuff and uh and hired my friend to do it and then uh yeah 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 
so I was look, thinking like also along the lines of people like agents. Do you have to or the manager? Do you have to pay a manager or is it? Conditional. They all work for free, Jamie. No, no, I mean every one of them. No, no, no. Managers. Or, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. or is it like okay, like, I get you this job, and then I get a portion of. Yeah, like, they get ten percent. Okay. Yeah, like my. But, agent. but you have to pay them up front, right? No, no, they get ten percent. No, no worries, no worries. No. What happens is this. Um, it's like a, a lawyer who works on contingency. Yeah, I mean my that's reps. What, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. What were you saying? No, I'm just saying he's laughing at me, but yeah. no, I bet some, that's how I thought it works sometimes. No, it's no okay. you're right. Like I, we I, sign you because we think you're amazing, and no, we're of course. Of okay, course. so yeah. I'm how, joking. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, what happens is I book something, and when I book something, the ch- the the production company gives my paycheck to my agent, and from there, from my my agent, they just divvy up. So oh, okay, they, so everyone takes, gets a cut. Everybody gets a cut. Yeah, she gets ten percent. My right. my manager gets fifteen, and then yeah, okay, that's what okay. it is. Yeah, and in the state of California, that's how it has to be anyway. That's that's a random fact, but you know, oh. in, in California, your agent has to. So you know. can anybody have an agent? Sure. I mean, any, anyone can. I mean, it's just it's just really effing hard to get one. Like it's so hard to get one. Um, you just have to, I think if, I think first off, you got to really want it. It's hard getting reps. You have to really, really want it if you're an actor and, and, you know, and if anyone's listening, that's an actor right now. I just told you guys what you got to do. You know what I mean? So. And if you don't have an agent, you're pretty screwed. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, how I think do you get in the door? It's hard. It's hard. I mean, a lot of actors when they're starting out too, they'll, they'll find roles on actors access where like casting, those are websites mm-hmm. for actors to you know, find, um, to put up, put up their profile with their headshot reel, et cetera, and all that. And, um, they'll just go up there and find the breakdowns, but most of the breakdowns, most of the jobs they're finding on those sites are for independence, um, student films, Mm -hmm. stuff of that nature. That's not at a higher level Mm -hmm. because at a higher level, like you're, they're going to hire casting directors, right? And those casting directors are going to make sure that the best people for the job are going to audition for mm-hmm. whatever that production company is you know yeah 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 so go ahead I, well, i'm dumb because i'm so very you interested did, in this. Um, this is awesome so you did a senior film here right? i did yeah. yeah did you act in it or did i you? did not um, i'm happy i didn't you know it would have been hard to. it would have right. been hard especially for as it being my first film and my film was called the voices they hear and the whole premise is uh, a boy becomes a man when he must face the consequences of stealing a serial killer's car so, oh yeah. wow! Yeah, it's a great. Ooh. I'll send it to you guys too. I'll, I'll send it to your email. You guys can watch it. Um, okay. it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a great premise. Solid storytelling. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a I'm like hot shit or anything, but I can write a pretty good meat and potatoes type of script. You know, I can write I can write something that's very sellable and very Hollywoodish, and mm-hmm. it's good. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? How like, long yeah. was it? Twelve minutes and like okay. thir- thirty-two seconds, I think. And yeah. What, and you won some awards. I did. Oh wow! Responses. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Pasadena International Film Festival. Yeah, best in film. Yeah. You were an official selection at the Burbank International Film Festival. No, nice. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you um, explain like how that experience of actually being responsible for producing, you know, yeah, writing, absolutely. directing a film, putting the team together, hiring the actors. How has that experience helped you in your career? Well, it, it, I think more than anything, I just got to make a movie, you know, and um, and I love that. I got to make a film that I wanted to make, and that's that in itself is the best part. Um, how did it help me? I think it just really made me 
how do, how do I explain? It? I mean, first off, I got to thank Zhao Yu, Zhao Lin Yu. Have you guys met Zhao by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, um, yeah. She's, she's one of the key faculty members at Woodbury's film program, and she oversaw my thesis. And I just, I just think it makes you, it conditions you to having to get shit done in a very stressful way, you right. know? And maybe that sounds really blunt to say, but I hope that makes no, sense to you totally guys. No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you, you, you need to, pretty much my, it pretty much just, you got to get shit done, man. Like, you got, you just got to get it done. Cause if you don't get it done, it's not going to happen. So just the pressure of having the response, all the responsibility, responsibility being on you and you having to execute upon that responsibility. I think that's what it taught me. Yeah. And it just, um, sorry, what were you saying? No, I was going to ask, and you can, I mean, if it's no, the answer is no, but do you think having, um, a degree in filmmaking can helps with your getting uh, jobs as an actor. It it it, it helped. Yes and no. It helped me. My life is my, my every every single person's career is different in, yeah. in show business. Like the way you're gonna move up is is so different from the way I'm going to. Like just be open to your journey. Mm. But it helped me not in a black and white sense, but just in a sense where I can make my own stuff. So totally, I think I think it helped me in a very indirect way. And, you know, if I didn't have a BFA in filmmaking, I wouldn't be able to get my day job being a tour guide and know my patrons from being a tour guide. I wouldn't have gone to my acting career. So, yeah, it helped me. Maybe not in a way that's very, like, but obvious. But the casting directors don't care. Oh, they don't care. Yeah. No, they don't care. Sorry, that's what you're asking now. <laughs> no, they don't yeah, care yeah. about that. No, right, they don't. Right, right. Do they care if you have, like, do they care if you went to school for acting? They and- do. They do. So that's something that, um that I guess is an off is a challenge for me, but I'm not too worried about that because if you know, the role is mine is going to be mine. I think there's a sense of destiny with being an actor. So, yeah. I mean, I was meant to play Eduardo hands down. That was meant to be my role. I was meant to be him and be that wonderful nerdy character. So I, I'm not worried about that, but I'm always training anyway. Like I'm, I'm never not working on my craft. You know, I'll be taking acting classes. It doesn't matter. My, 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 my craft as an actor is an ongoing experience regardless but yeah i mean i wanted to be a conservatory trained actor it doesn't happen for me mm-hmm. yeah can you um talk about how you booked eduardo that character like that whole process because i yeah. know you you talked to us a little bit at, at another time and it was mm-hmm. a kind of an interesting story and yeah and absolutely I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear that yeah i mean uh the what, what ended up happening with eduardo was that i um I went in th- through Wendy O'Brien casting, and Wendy O'Brien, she's a phenomenal casting director, lovely woman. She she makes you feel at home, and you know it was just me giving tours, and it was like another audition. You know, I, I um I got the sides. For people that don't know what sides are, they're like the parts of the script that the actors get to read. Does that make sense, guys? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So I got the sides. I looked it over. I looked at the show, and I thought to myself, Hey, I could honestly see myself on this show. I belong in the world. <laughs> and um. It was a Monday. I was looking over my sides with my brother, having him read with me. Thank you, Kevin, for doing that. <laughs> and um, and then I went in on a Tuesday for the audition. And in the audition, I messed up. Like, and I never messed up. I give great auditions. You know, I honestly, and I don't, and I don't mean to sound cocky, but it's, it's my job too. So, yeah. whenever I go in for an audition, I know I'm gonna do amazing because it's because I want to because it's the standard I hold myself to. But this time, like, I was messing up lines, and I don't know why, but it was still funny. And I, and, and I still understood what the writers wanted. Whenever I audition, it's my to me, it's a mixture. It's always it's, it, it, I always lean towards giving what I think the character is and also just trying to understand what the writers want. You know, so I, it's a marriage between those two. And I really I think I understood what the writers wanted in terms of what the comedy was in the sides they gave me. And, you know, the casting assistant, she was just laughing and I was laughing. And, you know, I did it. I did my audition. I left. I I. Tr- I 
I did the audition. I've I've give I've done plenty of auditions before, so it was it was one of those things where okay, you know, it's out of my life now. I'm just gonna move on with my life because you don't wanna you don't wanna latch onto it because right. it's just, you know, I think like newbie actors do that, which is fine. But at some point, you just wanna let it go. So I let it go. Then on a Thursday, I found out that I was strongly pinned for the role, which means that they I'm like the number one choice, and I freaked out. <laughs> And then um, my agent called me later that day on a Thursday telling me, hey, the role's pretty much yours. Just go to the table read on Friday at the studio. So um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I think I made up an excuse at work. Like my, I made up an excuse at Paramount. Sorry, Paramount. <laughs> um, I went to this table read, and I'm doing the table read with the at CBS Studios with all the major stars. This is if I'm part of the cast, right? So it's really weird because I'm the tour guide giving tours, and now I'm on a fucking yeah. oh, studio being is, an actor that's, it's amazing. that's the I, dream crazy. right there yeah, i love these stories <laughs> yeah it's oh, it's, it's so, it's so, so how, how yeah. do you how do you keep it together at that moment like, oh man you... i how do i keep it together um i was just i was just being a very respectful young man as you guys can probably tell uh. <laughs> and um i remember i got there early i parked inside the studio I'm waiting, and when I'm waiting, I actually some of the writers of the show come up to me like, "Hey, you're Miguel. We're so happy to have you." Because I didn't know that I was waiting um, to go to the table read session where the writers' room is for the show. So there's oh they're already they treating they're already treating me like family. They're so nice oh to me. Oh my That's gosh! Great. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we love your audition and all." I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy to be here. I'm keeping that inside though." I go to the table read. I meet uh, my co-stars. They're really lovely people. I'm just meeting everybody. The oh. first, second AD. Uh, if you guys don't know, assistant directors, they're, they run the set, so they're amazing people on set. Nathan, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, so chilly you as well. And um, I just started meeting everybody, and then the table read happens, and I, I do the table read. They introduce me. I'm just reading with everyone as if I'm part of the show, and then I go to fitting, f- and I'm in fitting afterwards. And fitting is when you're an actor and you book a role, like you have to go to wardrobe. So wardrobe, who's run by Sarah Tra, she's the head costume designer. She's a brilliant woman. She's just slapping on nerdy clothes on me for an hour, and um, they take pictures of each wardrobe, and they send it to Mike. Mike gives final approval, and after I did all that, I left, you know? And then, because um, the role was pretty much mine, but they, they still were sniffing me out a bit. Like, when you are uh, when you get a role on a, on a, on a network show, um, you're getting, uh, you're, you have to get approved by not just one person. So, I, I don't know how many, but, like, a lot of people had to approve of me being Eduardo, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, the network execs, the the suits, mm-hmm. you know, they all just had to just give final approval. And I get it because, you know, it's network television. They want to, you know, you know, it's not it's nothing small. Amazing. So they, they got to approve of me. And they did. And um, what ended up happening was that on a later that evening before my stunt class started, because I was just killing time at the Glendale Galleria before I go to class for stunts it's down the street. Not that that matters. I got the message from my manager that the role is mine, and, and you know, I called her. I called my you parents. You stunt class. I, you know, I oh, I kind of did. I, I remember t- t- talking to you guys you about go? it. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't concentrate, so I just left early. You might get hurt, actually. Yeah, I might get, exactly. No. <laughs> and I just left, and I told my folks, and then like a week later, or were yeah, you crying? No, I wasn't crying. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, I, I tell you, I'll tell you what. I, I almost did cry though when I, I went to cry. dinner with my family to celebrate. Um, and I was just telling my sister, my brother, how like. I appreciate them doing auditions with me because you know what yeah. I mean? So I almost started crying there because they've done so much and, Aww. and, uh, and then I got on a show. So it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. and so, that's so few, yeah. so few actors can yeah. say that they've done yeah. what you've already accomplished at your Thank age. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I, and I don't take, take it for granted at all. And what I tell any actor that's listening is just 
honestly, two things. Get into self-help. Like, really find out what your blind spots are. And if you want to go for it, just go for it. Really go for it and execute. Once you find out what the answer is, execute on it. You know, you have to execute. Execution is important. And, you know, believe, believe in yourself and don't get in the way of your own luck. Like, I, I was talking to that with my producer on the show, Barbara. She's amazing. We were just talking about, yeah, you got to be lucky in, in, this, in, in this town. But you can get in the way of your own luck, mm. you know, regardless of what you do in life. So don't get in the way of your own luck. What does that mean? How? I think maybe um, uh, how, that is a great question. I think um, maybe just being too afraid to go for it. Maybe being someone that. Um, lets themselves being ran by their insecurities or being afraid to talk to that person that could just maybe help you. Maybe I think not putting yourself out there is just could be one way. Well, yeah. one thing, uh, sorry, Jamie, no, the, one thing just listening to you is yeah. it sounds like you, um, you really have a plan. And oh, it's very sweet. <laughs> it seems like, and I know you're, you're probably yeah. not the type of person, you're not going to disparage anyone else, mm-hmm. but like it's, I, I have a sense that a lot of actors probably don't, right? Like they're right. just like, whatever, I, I'm, I look pretty. I'm yeah. gonna go to auditions. It's just gonna. We're gonna see what happens. Yeah. Or whatever. I, but yeah. you seem to. I. I think. You know. Take to it, me, you're. Yeah. You're sort of. Um, He's the real deal. Yeah, and That's by really by yeah. getting in getting in the way of your luck is like someone who maybe is like That's, whatever. I, man. I would agree with that. You I would know? agree with that 100. percent And I th- and I think I actually noticed that when I got the show. Just reflecting on that was I, I, the fact I think that my folks didn't really show any didn't really do much with my acting career growing up and i guess the fact that i just grew up being a nerd and pimply and all that because it was true i just i just did not grow up in any way the social hierarchies that are acceptable in high school i just mm-hmm. not none of that was handed to me like yeah like my career wasn't handed to me like i i think all i really knew was just okay do i have to do this okay then i'll do it you know i wasn't I, my conditioning was not of of entitlement because of my circumstances. And I did not know that, we, you know, going back to there's a fish note swimming in water in retrospect, mm-hmm. I did not know that I was swimming in a water where um, I was accustomed to just accepting what is and just doing something about it anyway. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So um, I'm curious to know, because you hear these stories about yeah. like, do now like do your high school friends want to like be friends with you? Like, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, do <laughs> they treat you differently now? I, 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 or I do, do you ever see them? I do get treated differently, and it's fascinating. Does it bug you? Yes, you're no. like I'm still me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what bugs me is when I have friends that just don't want to be straight up and just ask me what they really want to ask me, and if they're right. actors, you know, it's like, hey, if you really want to ask me, um, how many auditions I'm getting, just ask me. You know, you don't have to try to ask one question to get another question. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Right. I'm not mm-hmm. dumb. You know, you can just be straight <laughs> up with me. I get mm-hmm. it. You know, it's a really insecure type of industry, so I, I totally sympathize with what you're feeling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this one friend that I haven't seen in seven years, she hit me up for acting advice because she's an actor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool, we'll grab coffee, we'll talk about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, people, some people do treat me differently. Um, but I just take it with a grain of salt because either way, it's vapor, you know? Someone recognized me at a coffee shop uh, a couple of days ago, and I don't mind chatting with anyone that loves the show, but it's it's honestly vapor. Like, it's yeah. like I don't feel anything, and I don't think it's because I'm like, a sociopath but I think it's because I don't I don't need it yeah you know I don't think I need the validation and I get validated way too fucking much yeah yeah can can you see how that can make an actor a narcissist I think you can and I think I think actors are a little narcissistic I think there's a part of me that's definitely a little narcissistic because I mean I want to be in front of television yeah so 
But that's, I don't yeah. think that's true. I mean, I think that that's your calling. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. I don't think you're, an, I wouldn't say you're a narcissist. I, I wouldn't say so either, but there's a part of me that just wants the attention, you know, because, you know, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's funny. That's what yeah. Fritz said. Fritz Coleman, yeah. who, the weather guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. our commencement speaker. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he yeah. said something like that in his um, commencement speech saying, yeah. yeah, we're all narcissists, you know, in, in the industry, mm-hmm. even though he's in broadcast news. I mean, I actually think there's a part of that. In with everyone yeah. and everything. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that you're a total narcissist. <laughs> you love all the attention, Craig. Not. I'm, I'm the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm the chief narf- narcissist. Okay. Nice. That's my Trump nice. imitation. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so how do you, how much time do we have? We're just. We're, do we, do we want to take a short break? And then uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to forget my question. Okay. Yeah. What's well, your What's your question? Then my, we can break. Right? What works best for you guys? Um, how do you deal with um, like failure when you don't get roles, and how do you keep your self esteem up? Good and question. That's a great fucking question. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. For when I first got my reps and they were sending me out, I was doing great and they loved it. And um, I loved it, but then I just was getting rejection after rejection Ugh. after rejection. Just fucking sucks. So mm. um, my, my self-tapes and my auditions were lacking. And self-tapes, for people that don't know what that is, it's you just videoing, self-submitting, you videotaping your own audition rather than going to the casting office, at least mm-hmm. for the first round of the audition. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. 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 And one time my manager just called me. He's like, Miguel, you're you're slacking. You gotta. Where was that fire I, I saw when you were first... Um, signed with me and I was like you're right I'm sorry so ever since then I kicked it up to high gear again so just people listening they just know that you know don't put me in a box of just solely just success and perfection no like I've, I've gone through my slumps of just feeling of, of not giving my best you know but as to what you were saying how do I deal with the rejection how yeah. do I deal with that I I think I just I just think growing up honestly I think growing up I think um, just being mature about it just knowing that it's so much is out of my control my only the only job I have as an actor is to either book the role or book the room. And I know if I don't book the role, I'm going to book the room. So I just get to go in there, um, give you my interpretation of the story, entertain you, hopefully make you feel something, just do my, what is my job, what is my value to society, and I leave. And that's it. That's the way I see it. If the role is mine, it's going to be mine. And it's just another audition. That's but all it is. But you don't question your acting ability? You, I still do sometimes. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I, I still do. But I mean, I always surprise myself. So, I mean, yeah. I always surprise myself and I figure out a way, you know, like I had an audition last week and I was like, I don't think I can do this role, but then I figured it out. Yeah. yeah and it turned out good. My reps liked my audition. So it was great. Did you get it? No, I don't, oh. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I yeah. mean, that I don't know. But, um, but, uh, but I know that I gave my best. I know that my team liked it. If my team likes it, then I like it and yeah. I felt good in it. So that's all that matters. I think it's, it's one of those things where I'm the most, I'm the, I'm the most engaged but I'm the least attached. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just try to be the most engaged in what I do, but least attached to the outcome. And I fail mm-hmm. at that in so, ma- in so many ways. I, I still fail at that, but I try to strive to be someone that is most engaged, least attached. That's like, I think all of us need to kind of do that yeah. in all of our Definitely. careers. Like not yeah. take it personally. Yeah, it's not personal. Yeah. Meditate. That yeah, helps too. meditate. Yeah, meditate, all that. Practice non-attachment. Why don't we take a short break? We'll yeah, be right it. back. Cool.
Eduardo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and you have, this is Jamie Brown and Greg Hull with Studio 7500. That was Hi, real Jamie. dorky. Hi, Hello, no, I love dorky. Yeah, Dork yeah, we're best. That's what we do. So, um, so we've been having this incredible conversation about the business, yeah. about the business of acting, yeah. and you know, entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring up the fact that a few days ago, AP Bio was actually canceled. Yeah. Um, so I wondered, that's part of the business. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's a heartbreaking part of the business. Yeah. So I want to kind of talk about that. But I also want to talk about or what you how you feel about that. But also, there seems to be a movement maybe to yeah. try to bring the show to Hulu or yeah. some other. Let's talk about that because that's kind of a new phenomenon now. That we see yeah, in the world yeah, of TV, absolutely. so I wonder if you could just talk about that. Know, of that course, experience. Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening was, for people who know about AP Bio, AP Bio, the show. If you look at the ratings, it wasn't doing amazing, but it wasn't doing terrible. It was just very stable. You know, it was a very, very stable show. It was, you know, it had its solid viewers, and the network decided to cancel it, unfortunately, and the network decided to cancel it on its viewership in terms of um, of television. Right, so so what what people see like on television, but the thing is that AP Bio is a show that's doing really strong on Hulu though. Mm-hmm. On Hulu, on the online platform, it's number three in terms mm-hmm. of most watched shows. The other two are This Is Us, which is also an NBC show, yeah, and um, what other show was it? I can't remember the other show, but it's in the and Will and Grace. Uh-huh. So uh, you know, online online wise, AP Bio is competing with two other extremely ridiculously successful TV shows. We're, so we're doing great online. However, the network was only looking at you know, the ratings on, on television, unfortunately, and the show got canceled. And, uh, yeah, there is a movement going on right now for the show to get picked up. Uh, Patton Oswalt, Glenn Howerton, they are the two major stars of the show. And, and you know, they, with their influence, they made they made the, the hashtag Save AP Bio, like the number one trending hashtag, I think two days ago. Mm. And we've been getting a lot of love from fans. I had a fan tweet, tweet at me today saying uh, they love Eduardo, and that was really awesome because it's weird having fans but um <laughs> but yeah so uh that's what's happening online with social media and if it gets picked up that's going to be a christmas miracle you know so we'll uh we'll go but from it's, there but now. it's also part of hollywood you know, oh yeah, hell yeah what's man. Going on yeah yeah absolutely you're 100 percent right it, it happens all the time and um it happened to us unfortunately and like like our wonderful magical mike o'brien our showrunner said you know it's one of those shows where we really just felt like we were just hitting our stride. We were really just, we really got a foot, a strong foot footing on the ground and then we got canceled, unfortunately. Well, so what I think is interesting though is Mm. the movement now and the sort of like the power of the people to, to, to potentially bring the show back. It can. I mean, it happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled on Fox and, you know, the fans, you know, tweeted up a storm Mm -hmm. on social media and NBC picked it up. So it could happen. And I think, the show has fans like you know we our our target audience are people in the midwest you know humble people mm-hmm. that uh get an honest paycheck and they just want to watch the show and get some laughs yeah right. right yeah right. can you um talk just a little bit about what it's like to actually film an episode absolutely of, i would love to do like, that take yeah. us through that because I think it's all a little bit of a mystery to it most is, people. Yeah. It's a it's a thirty minute show, right? Thirty minute okay, show. Okay, and it probably yeah. takes how many hours? That's an awesome question. And I'll tell you guys what, each episode takes us about a week to yeah. mm-hmm. to shoot. So right. yeah, a thirty a thirty minute script which is cut down to like around twenty minutes actually or twenty five because of commercials, takes us about a week to shoot. And and um 
uh, I'll tell you guys on a day of life, an actor, right? So, you know, I get my call sheet. My call sheet gives me my schedule for the day, what we're going to shoot. I go to hair and makeup, let's say, at 6.30 in the morning, go to hair and makeup. You know, the call sheet says breakfast is going to be ready by 6.45. So by 6.45, the entire cast and crew, we're down at the soundstage. Uh, for people that don't know what a soundstage is, soundstage is a big, huge warehouse-looking building. And you, you build sets inside of that building, and you film. And it's a soundstage because it's soundproof. So it's convenient for you, right? Does that make sense, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, you know, the cast and crew, we just go um, grab breakfast. We all talk to each other, you know, do that. And then um, one of the PAs takes us to holding. So for us holding, for the talent, we usually just chill in the principal's office. So we go there for holding, and then we're called on to set, let's say, at 730 in the morning. Just as an example, we do a read-through. So we just read our sides. We read the scene. Then we do a camera rehearsal. So after we read it all, um, the actor, we just move around. We just move around in our different positions, and while we're reading it again with the blocking rehearsal slash camera rehearsal, one of the first assistant camera operators are just putting marks on the floor. Mm. So if I went from my desk to um, the window during the reading rehearsal, the camera guy has that, you know, kept, kept the camera guy knows that, and they just put a mark just so it's all, you know, choreographed. Does that make mm. sense, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after we do those two things, uh, the first assistant director, the first AD says, uh, all right, first team out, and first team is the actors that are, like, the main actors. So we mm-hmm. step out, second team comes in, second team are the actors that are the stand-ins, for, let's say, for the star, and uh, they look like us, and they just light they, they light those actors instead. Does that make sense? So they you do. don't have to waste your time Exactly. There. So I don't have to waste my time standing there, and then from there, I just go wait, you know, in the holding room. So you, you all have lookalikes? Sometimes, depending on the episode, the episode, Toledo's uh, Top 100, where um, I have a bigger storyline, and I'm you know and i ha- and i'm like more in the whole episode yeah for that episode they got they had me they had me they gave they had a stand in for me yeah but for most i don't get a stand in right right yeah so uh, sorry to interrupt no, but um fine. do you how um early do you get your lines how long do you have to learn your lines that's a great question you know what um i i you know what i get i get a good solid days cuz what happens is uh, wednesdays are usually the table read um, so by Wednesday of every week, I, I can prep my line. So I usually have at least like two or three days to prep and it's, it's more than enough for me. Yeah. What about the, uh, um, actors who have a bigger role? Oh man, like Glenn, I don't know how Glenn does it. <laughs> does he only have like two or three days? I don't know how long he has. Oh. I mean, cause he, I mean, the show, the show revolves around Glenn's character. So right. I mean, that, that guy, that guy is just. I don't know what he does to prep, but he, he's 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 so great. Do on they set. let you ad lib at all? They do. Yeah, they do. I don't like. I personally don't like improv. Yeah. I'm not the type of actor. Oh, I think. Improv, yeah. Improv. I think someday I'll I'll be a type of actor, but I just like doing what's on the text. Yeah. It you seems know? like yeah. Pat Oswalt probably does his own. He kind of <laughs> yeah. does. Glenn does. He just seems yeah. like that kind of guy. Does he? Yeah, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. He'll um. He'll 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 say the lines, but then he'll like throw something else in there. Yeah. And um. But the thing about Glenn is that he 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 runs his own show. It's always sunny. So. He's mm. thinking from all different perspectives of like what's gonna work best for the camera. So it's really mm. cool. You just get to see someone just think of all the different angles. Cause it must be so cool to work yeah. with these real established. Oh, it's awesome. And learn and, from yeah. them too. And they lead for, they lead by example. Like yeah. Patton, he took the time to say hi to me and say hey. At, at a table where he was like, "Hey, I'm not trying to avoid you. I've just been busy." But it's so nice to meet you. Me go, oh, nice to meet you, Patton. Yeah. So mm. they definitely lead by example. Oh, that's nice. Okay, keep yeah. going. Sorry. So yeah. are, no, it's it's all good. Yeah. So like when they're actually filming, mm. right? They're doing it multiple takes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you guys what happened. So let's say you know once my it's my turn to say my lines. Uh, what happens is uh, we have the classroom. We use the classroom as an example. 
we get coverage of Glenn. So we do the whole scene with the cameras facing Glenn. It's three three camera setup. The the camera faces Glenn. Glenn talks. We do push ins on Glenn. So we get all of Glenn's coverage. Then we do a reversal onto the students. Mm -hmm. um, and when it's my turn, I say my lines. And then what happens is that I'll say my lines. The writers love it. It's funny. So they just give me variation. So Miguel, I'll say the lines like this. Miguel, I'll say the lines like this. Oh, you Miguel, can you say this line instead? So I'll do that. They get my coverage, and that's pretty much it. Mm. That does that answer your question. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But but so. So when the camera is facing like away from you, yeah, you're are you're not saying your line like you're not like like, like I'll say my lines and but I'll, I'm more there to support either whoever the camera is on. So let's say when Glenn's on there, the students we're all still in the class, right? But we're we're not like acting, you know. We're at we're just saying we're just emoting the lines with what's right for the script. But right. you know, I could I could I sometimes I'll be like reading a book and mm -hmm. then um the cameras are on Glenn, but I know my line's coming up, so I just put my book away and then just say my lines. and Because mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter because, right. yeah. you know, they can always fix it up in post. Yeah. Right, right. We're getting to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, no, no, these are great <laughs> questions. And people that don't know, post is, is just when you're editing the movie, so pre-production is organizing your film, TV show productions, filming it, post-production is editing it. Yeah. Right. That's a great question. These are great questions. No, because, I mean, people want, you know, when I was a tour guide, people were just, I, it was great showing them the magic of making films, you know, because mm -hmm. they're just humble people from the Midwest, usually, so. Um, There's still yeah. some humble people in L.A. Yeah, in LA, yeah, totally in L.A. You guys know what I mean. Maybe uh, one. Yeah. Maybe one. Uh, <laughs> oh my yeah, no, it's fascinating <laughs> stuff. So, so the actual process of filming takes how long? It depends. I usually worked 12-hour days. So, you know, it's really long. It takes a long time. The hours are brutal on set, so that's pretty gnarly. But, um, yeah, it's just how the business is, you know, whether it's good or bad, that's been up to debate. But, um, you know, if you're in a show business, you, you know that you're working long fucking hours, so. Every day? Not every day. Most days I work 12-hour days. So, yeah, I'd be, sometimes I'd be in the classroom all day. And that's ridiculous because, you know, I'm 25, but, and I'm supposed to be out of high school. But, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> You were in the classroom from like seven in the morning to like eight p.m. or something mm. like that, and it's yeah. a long day. We when we're shooting on location, so any any episodes in an that's in an auditorium that you watch an AP mm. bio, we're on location, and those days are long. We're mm. doing twelve hour days. It's a long, long yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so normally this time of year the show is wrapping, right? Yeah, so, yeah, we're we're almost done with our whole NBC thing yeah. yeah yeah but you're done so wait I, you probably just asked this are you so no are you done um, filming for the season is it yeah okay, we, we shot for three up. months yeah we shot okay. for three months we okay. were shooting from october to the beginning of february okay, oh, okay. when is the last show on or has it already next week next week yeah so nbc is doing it where it's a two episodes per week now just to you know finish yeah, it off finish so, it yeah. wow very interesting so yeah. what what's in like the works for you now What's in the works for me now? You know what? So I'm still auditioning, and you know I go out for wonderful things. And besides that, just behind the camera, um, I'm writing a feature that I cannot talk about, unfortunately, because my manager won't let me. You know, mm -hmm. but That's uh, exciting. yeah, but and I'm really excited about my feature I'm writing. Uh, but I, you know, just doing I'm doing a short film, and that's fun. I just cool. saw, I just saw a. You guys heard of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? The yeah. Owen Brothers. You yeah. know, they're Western. They're, it's a love letter to westerns. That's what they made, and I was inspired. So. Right now, it's under the title Cowboy Sweat. It's a bad title. I'm not married to it. But pretty much the whole premise is these two cowboys um, are taking revenge on another cowboy that slept with their wife or something mm -hmm. like that. And, and, and everyone dies at the end. So mm -hmm. I'm just writing a, a – I just wrote a dark comedy with my friend. I'm going to be one of the cowboys. And we j we're going to shoot it 
next month in like three weeks. So wow. just, yeah, That's just shooting really my exciting. own stuff. Yeah, and then fun. do you try to sell that? I mean, then what do you do with it? Oh, with that, that really is just for fun. Like, oh, okay. you know, that, that one is just for fun. And we're going to submit into film festivals. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 you know, me and my friend Paul, we just started a production company. That's going to be our debut, you know, oh, wow. our debut film. Our short is just uh, doing the, um, the cowboy sweatshirt. Bad title, but we're going to think yeah, of something better. Cool. I so, don't think it's that bad, yeah. by the way. I yeah. like oh, it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So do you think that if you if you could have your your choice, would you stay at, be an actor or would you go behind and be a director? I'd be an actor. Actor forever. Yeah, I'm an actor, actor forever. Actor forever. Yeah, actor forever. Gotcha. Just play oh, pretend. Interesting. Yeah. Film, big screen? I'm sorry? Big screen or... You know what? Um, yeah, totally. You wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. It's one of those things where there's definitely roles that is like, oh my god, it'd be crazy if I got that. But I, I'm oh, one thing that I learned is expectation hangovers are very common for all of us. Yeah, you know, we've all experienced them, right? Oh. And uh, yeah, totally right. And I'm not. Uh, that's from a phrase of this self-help person called Christian Hassler. So I'm not. That's not my phrase. It's hers. But yeah, uh, you can have expectation hangovers. So instead of me trying this is this is a choice that i'm trying to make and instead of having expectations just let my career blossom in front of me so mm-hmm. that's what i had to yeah. like, try to do you know because uh nothing turned out the way i thought it was going to nothing nothing i thought i was going to be a conservatory trained actor i thought so many things yeah. literally nothing turned out the way i thought it was going to for me to get my and show it, it's been a great ride it's been a great ride it's been a really and it's tough only and just ride. begun yeah it's only that's just so begun. awesome well why don't we do this why don't yeah. we cut for the radio audience but let's continue on for a little bit yeah for the podcast okay so um we're gonna take a little short break here and then if you're listening to us on uh apple podcast (laughs) you've got more in store so hold on one second we'll be right back Okay, we're back for back. the bonus part of our bonus round podcast. Miguel, I wanted yes. to talk a little bit. You've done you've done stage acting yeah, totally. uh, since you were a teenager, well, right? So even before a teenager, yeah. and now you've done a lot of you know done film and TV. Yeah. So different. So can you unpack that a little bit? Talk to Absolutely. us about Absolutely. So what makes theater and film different? Some actors will say it's not different, but I think it is. It's for one thing, it's theater is one hundred thousand times more gratifying because you know the, the people are right there. You right. know, I'm there to serve the people. You know, so they're right there. You get to hear the immediate laughs, the immediate claps. So it's just, and it's more gratifying because I think I think it's acting at its most primal. You know, it's a it's a theater. You know, uh, Greeks plays plays. People say plays started with Greeks, but more specifically, it started with them celebrating the god Dionysus. Right. So it's just that that level of primal storytelling that comes from theater you just can't get in film and then also with film i'm always thinking about the camera you know in theater i'm taking i'm thinking about the audience i'm thinking about my energy reaching the 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 people at the very back with film i'm always catering to the camera so uh, i'm thinking about how where's my eye line like if the cameras are close up on me the acting is going to be in my eyes it's not going to be in every anywhere else in my body does that make sense guys yeah yeah so i'm with 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 camera i'm always catering my performance to where the camera is with theater is just a full-on force of giving my 100 percent and filling up the entire room and i don't necessarily have to do that with 
with theater, with film, the way I'm with you guys right now is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It yeah. D- it does. It just, it strikes me as so different. Yeah. And that yeah. it must be h- hard to to shift. I think, I think it would be now. I mean, for me, may, I think now if I were to do theater, it'd be challenging because I haven't done it in a couple years. So, I mean, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. When I do a play, I'll let you, I'll give you guys an invite. You guys <laughs> yeah. can come and watch and judge for yourselves. But I think now theater would definitely be challenging for me. But I think I can pick it up, but... It would be definitely harder because I'm just used to film, you know. Yeah. I'm used to. Yeah. And the whole live aspect of it. Yeah. It's probably it's like, nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's nice yeah. to it's nice to hear you say it's more gratifying because I can see that. Yeah, it's definitely. it's way more gratifying. You know, it doesn't beat it. And I miss theater so so much. But as you were talking about during the break, um, being an actor in LA, I if if I'm gonna sacrifice my time, it's gonna be for something that I think is worth it with where I'm at in my career and me doing a play right now. Maybe I'll do a play. Maybe, who knows? Maybe now in my career, I, I could see myself doing a play, but definitely before I got the show and I was really building my career, doing a play was not where I, sh- I should be. And I didn't do it because I just, my money, I needed to save money, I needed to save time. My time. You were focused. Need, need, I was focused, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was focused on just, you know, the business side of my industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, one yes. sort of nuts and bolts question Please. is like, how many auditions do you typically do? You know, it depends. During it depends. Like actors go through like seasons. Right now, it right now it's been pretty light for me. You know, so right now I've only gone out maybe two or three times in May. I only went out like three times, four times. So it's been pretty light. Other other times I'm going out three times a week. It, it depends. It fluctuates. You know, but um, usually I I go out about three times a week. Usually. So, but okay. So this is a good question. I Please. think. Yeah. So are you a, you can't go out on auditions if you're already like if you're if AP Bio. That's a great question. You no, couldn't. I'll tell you why that's a great question because that does happen depending on the specific contract you get. So, uh. um, the show when I was on AP Bio, I was still able to go on auditions because they signed me as a heavy recurring. So it means that yeah. um, they were they were paying. They weren't. They didn't. They didn't have a real. They didn't have like a series regular contract on me. I see. So I mean, I could. I was still going out for other roles during AP Bio. Um, but just fortunately, and this is a great problem to have the amount of auditions I was getting was much lesser because I was working. So I mean, right. if there's any reason why not to go into an audition is because you're working as an actor. That's the best reason. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, but, I mean, depending on the contract you get as an actor with the production company that you are um, working with, um, yeah, if I was to get, like, a series regular contract with AP, I couldn't audition for anything during my time right. on AP. Yeah. Well, mm. even, like, if you did get another show, people would be like, oh, there's Eduardo, but yeah. he's on this show, too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, that would be kind of interesting. It would be interesting, and, <laughs> I, and I'd be excited to do that because I just, <laughs> just want to show people, like, my range. Right, you know? right. So, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, if you this, this is sort of the, the obligatory question that, yeah. that you would get asked. There's if you no were to talk to, to your, your 16-year-old oh, self <laughs> right oh, now, oh, what would you say? Oh my God! What would I say to my sixteen-year-old self? I'd be like, "Oh, buddy, you're enough. <laughs> yeah, you're enough, honey, bunny. That's what I'd say. You're so enough. And God, you're so enough. And you just gotta be stupid. Like, why are you so uptight? Just be stupid. Go be stupid and oh, set the bar low. Yeah. Were you super uptight? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I was like totally uptight. I just didn't let loose, and I just, I was just a wrecking ball of anxiety and insecurity. And you know, I still struggle with that, but I think I'm a much more grounded place. But uh. I would tell that person, yeah, you're enough. Um, trust who you are, and you're gonna be just fine. How do you get through that? Now, I, oh, I maybe we'll take this yeah. offline, but yeah, 
I get No, right. keep it online. No, keep like, it online. You can talk it, about I my feels, insecurities. I, I love talking about feelings. I mean, no, yeah, oh, yeah. And it's not necessarily... Um, yeah. I always end up talking about my, one of my kids. Please, please yeah, do. Talk about and kids, it, either yeah. that or Instagram. Yeah. So let's, let's no, and you both have kids, right? Yeah. yeah so mine so are how, older. Many, how many kids do you have? Sorry. I, I just have a daughter who's yeah. 10. She's 10. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm scared about what the future will totally. bring. Because, you know, nowadays, yeah. who knows? I mean, yeah. who knows what they'll be into? And Yeah, it's a know. gamble. I mean, you guys chose such a crazy responsibility. It's, you know, it is so crazy. I commend yeah, you guys. He's still yeah. in the sweet spot, though. 10. So mine are, um, oh, I kids. have two 19-year-olds. Oh, yeah, they're getting up there. And yeah. um, one 21-year-old. 21-year-old, He'll be yeah. 22 in yeah. next month. But um, no, it's just... Are I, they boys, girl, old boys uh, or girls? Uh, boy, girl, twins, yeah. and then oh, an older wow. boy. Yeah. So I just see so much anxiety and stress and angst and yeah. I, stuff mm. that we never, I didn't go through. I mean, right. I, it just seems like this generation. It's social media. Oh. I think it's social media, especially yeah. with girls. Like, oh my me. god, my daughter. Love you, Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> there was a study that shows that you know, just girls get it worse because of the, what they compare themselves on social media. Mm. And that's that's fucking scary. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you would think that as so at sixteen, you had yeah. a lot of angst and anxiety. Yeah, and now you're a working actor. You would think that you'd have it more now, but you I, don't. I, I, mean, I do, and I don't. I mean, I I think I I still struggle with anxiety and all that. Um, I just when I was twenty two, I just got into self help. You know, yeah, and I got into self help, and I just that's when I realized that whole question of does a fish know it's swimming in water? And ever since then, um, being conscious of the water I'm swimming in has really helped me tremendously. Mm. You know, so I just I just I just read too much self help. That's great. Yeah. And well, you figure it out that way. You do. Yeah, I just yeah. was on Amazon last night, going like Amanda, what should we get? What books do you want to read? Because I <laughs> think that that's the best. I mean, it's the best way to sort of figure it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has to help themselves and. Or get help. I, I went to help. actually. I went to counseling when I was at Woodbury. So counseling really, really counseling helped me. Helps. So if you can get, I mean, and if you think counseling's dumb, I get that. If you think self help is very ooey gooey, I get that. But like I said, are you really aware of the water you're swimming in? And you're probably not because you're in your own meat suit. So there's just only so much you can do. And I think that I am slightly above average than a lot of people, but I'm still only slightly above average because I, I live with this meat suit. So there's only <laughs> so much that I that I can do in my power. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I love is that also I feel like your generation is um, you guys can ask for help. Yeah, like, that's I think very that, true. Yeah, that is back, very, very true. And so that's yeah. what I'm thrilled about. Yeah, so you're having trouble. It's not like she's embarrassed or she's telling me that, yeah. you know, I need some help in this area and that area. So I'm just very grateful for that. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that yeah. for help. Like, it, you know, I'm just the older I get, the more I want to be just a flower. I know that sounds corny, but there's a spiritual teacher called Osho talks about that. We all strive to be so hard, like a rock and yeah. to be stoic, but no, like the more older I get, the more emotional I am, the yeah. more of a flower. I'm the more I feel everything. I'm just so much more vulnerable now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. I'm like putty now. It's crazy. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of that, do you have like a professional, um, social media presence. Yeah, you, yeah. So, like, what? How does that experience? Like, do you have talk people about reaching out? Because that's yeah. And, and I think you guys will like maybe appreciate it as parents. I mean, but it's one of those things where, um, yeah, my social media beca- I became more conscious of it because I got the show, and then my parents and I just had a talk, and you know, they were just saying, Miguel, you know, you got to be more careful with what you do now. So now I'm just, you know. I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest star, but you know I get recognized, and you know I'm on a show, so like I I'm much more conscious of my interactions with people. With I'm very much more mindful because we're in a culture that where you're scrutinized, and 
political correctness has run rampant and i think it's a bit ridiculous but that's where we're at mm-hmm. and with fans you know i i, I tweet them back because they watch the show so yeah mm-hmm. like a fan tweeted me today um saying hey uh, miguel your character is so mellow and sweet and nerdy and funny and i just retweeted with a little heart <laughs> so, so yeah. great yeah so i mean I, I reply back if i can some some person asked me though when i posted an ins- uh, i posted an instagram story of me eating a lettuce with with like but in a really dumb way like a like a cow i don't know just being a, <laughs> a, a dumb dumb and some person asked me like do i take accutane and that's like that acne medication and and I didn't reply back. Like, like, there's no like foreplay to this. Like, at least like, like, you know, like try to warm me up to ask me if I take like acne medication. So that was ridiculous. <laughs> right. But oh com- my god. Compared to my co-stars uh, who get really weird like oh. messages from fans, like that's nothing, you know? Because I think girls get it way worse. So oh, yeah, yeah, my my lady co-stars on AP Bio, man, do they deal with some creeps and oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's very scary. It's it's like you don't know what you don't know because you're a guy. So I don't know what I don't know. Like right. I'm cool with walking down the street, you know. At night because i'm a guy but i don't experience you know yeah. Yeah. What, what's that like for a girl because i just it's just so out of my reality yeah yeah, yeah. all good stuff yeah i think is there anything else you want to add or are we no i mean i'm having a blast and i just want to say thank you guys so much for having me you guys thank are awesome you. yeah I mean, no, you guys are dope seriously we just yeah. you know our thing is we were trying to open up Woodbury, absolutely, you're, you're part of our community, yeah, and of course. Uh, your journey is part of our journey. You know, yeah. so that's really what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to sell anything. We want to tell yeah. people what it's really like. And I think um, I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to tell of your course. story. Of course, thank you for I, having I think me. It's yeah. so great that you because we first met Miguel at one of our events. Yeah, Saint Five Hundred, the magazine opening. So or something awesome like that. Yeah. that you still come back to campus. And yeah, this, I, I've been support the school. Yeah, I was really nostalgic just this past year you know because i just want to see some professors i haven't seen in a while i've seen them in three years so just yeah this has been a really cool nostalgic little season of my life Very maybe cool. you'll get to come back and talk to a class or yeah i don't know. mind yeah if george wants me to yeah i'm, I'm cool sure he that. will yeah. Yeah. we're gonna have george on too so oh great yeah, yeah. tell him i said hi <laughs> i will i will how, what yeah. do you think <laughs> how do you feel about george george is great <laughs> no george and i we're, we're great we grabbed lunch like three weeks ago, so yeah. Nice. Well, the, great. the interesting thing is, we were talking about this before you came. Is George wasn't here when you were here? So he was. He, he was wa- a professor, oh. though. Oh, he was in the chair. Oh, he was, he was chair. not the chair. The chair was the gotcha. wonderful Dave Collins. But okay. yeah, he was a professor here, and he, yeah, great professor. You know, we got along. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm easy to talk to though. So yeah, I mean, you are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. On. Take, care. Take care. Bye. Bye.